Welcome to the audio podcast of the weekly sermon of the First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn. As we begin to repopulate our historical and recently renovated sanctuary for worship, online worship will continue Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We are live on firstchurchbrooklyn.org, as well as the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Now, this week's message. Church, let's pray. Thank you, God, for an Easter gathering in the house of the Lord. Thank you that we can sit together side by side for the first time in a long time and celebrate the gift of new life in Jesus Christ together. Give us eyes to see in the dark all the ways that life is happening all around us every day. This is our Easter resurrection prayer, in Jesus' name, amen. So Easter joy, church. It is so wonderful to be standing here looking out on the beauty of your faces. And I think we just need to pause for a moment and drink in the gift of an in-person Easter worship because we haven't been able to gather to celebrate in the flesh, to do this, to do Easter like this, to celebrate the most holy day on the church calendar since 2019. So I'm just going to ask you to look around. This is not live stream for those of you who are in the sanctuary, right? This is not Zoom. So drink this in and give God thanks. This is new life, new life, new life. So um, I've I've rehearsed this sermon a few times, but I'm not going to promise you that I won't cry because this is very emotional to be back in the sanctuary for Easter. So if you feel like crying, I welcome you to join me. (laughs) Tears of joy, for sure. And also tears of sorrow for the millions of people of all faiths around the world who aren't here to celebrate new life. I used to think that the most difficult sermon I had ever written was Easter 2020, when everything was in lockdown, how do you preach new life? That was a challenge. And then I sat down to write the sermon for this morning, (laughs) and you would think this sermon would be easy, because Easter is about new life, fresh starts, new beginnings. We're back. Yeah, we're back. And we've lost so much. We're back. And we've been hurt so deeply. We're back. And some of us have gone right back to that pre-pandemic manic busyness. We're back. And some of us have forgotten the lessons. Jettison most all the kindnesses misplace the truths of what really matters. In the Gospel of John that we've been journeying with since Christmas, we know that what really matters for this Gospel writer is life. This Gospel writer says Jesus is the resurrection and the life. The ones who believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So for John, what all this is about 
is life. One of the hardest conversations I had with my kid when they were much younger was how come God could resurrect Lazarus and Jesus, but not the people that we loved, not the pets that we loved. And I don't care how many degrees you have, there is no satisfying answer for that, (laughs) especially when the question comes from a five- or six-year-old. So I don't want you to get me wrong. I love God. I am a Jesus girl, and I hope to be counted in the number when it's my time to go. And I want my loved ones here. This Easter, in particular, it feels necessary to say that, to acknowledge that, to make a big deal about all that we have lost and all that we continue to lose in the aftermath of coronavirus, and opioids, and George Floyd, and the January 6th uprising, and the wars in Yemen, Ethiopia, Ukraine. And as my kid keeps reminding me how we're all about to fall off the precipice of being able to do something about climate change. Crucifixion and death are real. And crucifixion and death walk hand in hand with new life. We see that every day. There is a good Friday reality to human existence even as we celebrate new life. Good Friday and Easter walk uncomfortably close to one another. And so that's why we get a text like this morning's story where Mary from Magdala is bawling her eyes out. How many of us have bawled our eyes out over the last two years? On Resurrection Sunday, early in the morning, while it is still dark, we get Mary, distraught, weeping, sitting in the shadows, so troubled that for all her seeing, she cannot see. She cannot see what matters most. I mean, sure, she saw the stone had been removed. She saw the linen wrappings lying there. She saw two angels sitting where the body had been, but she couldn't see Jesus. When it's dark, church, how do you see If you closed your eyes right now and had to get home, had to get to the restroom, had to get to your loved ones to save them, how would you see? One of my grandfathers was blind the whole time I knew him, and my mother is legally blind in one eye. There are members of our faith community who are visually impaired, and there are ways that those who have sight can't see. We are all in the dark when it comes to these eyes and Jesus. Like Mary, we see stones and linen cloth. We see COVID statistics and what is shown on the news, but we don't see. We don't see new life 
And we certainly don't see the resurrected Jesus because we're looking with the wrong eyes. Seeing in the dark requires believe when Jesus calls Mary's name, her heart connects with his heart and she sees him. And here's the thing. We're too smart for that. We want documentation and proof and somebody's credentials and a video, preferably one we've shot ourselves, (laughs) before we will even think about taking that sort of a leap. We cannot believe in the mystical, faithful, sometimes inexplicable Jesus. The eyes of my heart... Get out of here with that nonsense. We are modern-day people. We don't believe in what we can't see, can't prove, can't touch, can't taste, can't hear. But I want you to hear me say, church, that there are so many other ways of knowing beyond these amazing brains of ours. And some of you may have read the science that is catching up with this ancient wisdom that locates knowing in our guts and in our hearts, knowing that communicates with these brains. You may experience it as a hunch or a vibe or a sinking in the pit of your stomach, a flash of heat, an accelerated heartbeat, or the warmth of recognition that Mary feels when Jesus calls her name in the dark. The resurrected Jesus speaks to our hearts, church, comforts our hearts, guides our lives through our hearts, heals our hurts within our hearts, gives us sight beyond these eyes by way of our hearts. Your heart is the Easter miracle. Your heart is the new life. Your heart is the main line to Jesus. And what I know, despite the fact that Easter follows Good Friday so closely, is that the miracle of new life is still happening with every beat of your heart. New life. New life. New life. Tasha Cobb Leonard uh, is a gospel singer, and I've been playing a song of hers this week on repeat, and it's a reminder that new life is still happening. She says, mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. That wonders are still what you do. She says, bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see it. That wonders are still what you do. The eyes of our hearts allow us to see in the dark. Allow us to emerge from a brutal and bloody Good Friday to an Easter Sunday joy. Is it perfect? No. But one of my favorite things about Easter is that the resurrected Christ returns in a scarred body. Scars on his hand and a scar on his side. Proof that he has been through something. Not perfect, but new. 
And that's the Easter prayer for ourselves, for our church, for our nation and the world. Not perfect, but new. Living God, set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. Call us like Mary by name. Open the eyes of our hearts and help us to not miss you, Jesus. Help us to see in the dark. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust you are fed as well as challenged by the content. This audio archive supplements a video library of the entire service. The video, along with music from our internationally recognized gospel choir, is available on firstchurchbrooklyn.org. We provide hybrid worship options with both in-person and online worship Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We are live in the sanctuary, as well as firstchurchbrooklyn.org and the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Visit firstchurchbrooklyn.org for more information on safety protocols and pre-registration options. Remember that now, as always, you are loved.